founder of the Guardian Angels. The group dedicated to fight crime. On the streets of New York and on the air right now, Curtis Lewa on 77 WABC. I'd like to be able to... Anyway. I'm... My mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. My mind's going blank now. What are you talking about? What the hell's going on here? Where the door? My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What he might be doing here? My mind's going blank now. Where am I heading? I keep forgetting I'm present. Where am I? No idea. I don't think as the idea. I want to thank and recognize Dr. John John Kinger Kinger song Kinger that song. I can't get this My mind's going blank. This is our lunchtime edition here at WABC, and believe it or not, this song, "My Mind's Going Blank," featuring uh, the wayward President Joe Biden, who is degrading in front of the whole world each and every day. Lou is number four in the top 40 hits in the clubs. And uh, even people who are supportive of Joe Biden have recognized that his mind is really going blank. And they're hoping that he can just hold on with these crazy interviews that he is conducting, trying to give Democrats a little bit of a leeway in terms of the uh, polls that is showing that the Republicans are surging ahead. Yesterday, Lou, for the very first time, inflation is the number one issue in the nation for all voters, Democrats, Republicans, independents, and crime is number two. So the two issues that the Democrats were banking on, obviously uh, the repeal of Roe v. Wade and the Second Amendment uh, in terms of it being uh, appealed and won, for New York State, giving individuals the right to uh, carry concealed weapons. They thought that would be the one-two punch that would dictate a lot of the congressional elections, the U.S. Senate elections, and most importantly, obviously, what is transpiring in the gubernatorial races around the nation. That's not just happening. And in fact, um, our President Joe Biden got lost in his own White House garden during an event just yesterday and had to be shown where to go (laughs) every day and something else. And then he decided to do an interview with these bloggers who are like promoting hormone blockers and sex transfer operations for those kids at about the age of 12. Listen, Listen to what the president had to say to these transgender bloggers. Many states have lawmakers that feel like they can involve themselves in this very personal process. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. As a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. Going into the midterm elections, does he really think that the mass majority of Americans, no matter what their party affiliations really believe that a 12-year-old should be able to get major organs removed or even be put on puberty blockers 
which also have lifelong consequences for the individual without parental consent? What? <laughs> oh, my God. It's getting worse and worse. And remember, you have a debate tonight in uh, Pennsylvania starting at 8 o'clock. The impaired Fetterman, who is in even worse shape than President Joe Biden when it comes to his cognitive abilities, is going to take on Dr. Oz in their one and only debate. And uh, he had ridden into the position of lieutenant governor of the state of Pennsylvania in Harrisburg based on this this um, myth about how when he was mayor of the town of Braddock, right outside of Pittsburgh, it was resurrected. I, I equated to uh, what Michael Dukakis had going for him when he won the Democratic primary in 1988. Remember against uh, Jesse Jackson, who imploded when he... He was caught using that uh, term, Town, describing New York. And then Al Gore, who was the candidate of Ed Koch, who was the mayor at that time. It was a slugfest, but Michael Dukakis won it because there was this concept that he was responsible for the Massachusetts miracle. He was 20 points ahead, and the Democratic, um, Democratic Convention, when he was anointed the candidate, you remember that was the one, Lou, where uh, Bill Clinton, then governor of Arkansas, went on and on and on after he had been orally uh, <clears throat> orally uh, pleasurized right before he took to the stage to give one of the nominating speeches. He went on and on and on and on and on. And people said, he'll never, he'll never be a candidate for the presidency. <laughs> Four years later, there was Bill Clinton in Madison Square Garden. But anyway, I digress. The point being is that Dukakis rode to victory in that heated Democratic primary because he created this image of a Massachusetts miracle, which Bush 41's team punctured. And then he crashed and burned as Bush 41 went on to win. And likewise, there was this myth about the resurrection of the town of Braddock outside of Pittsburgh. I know it well. Believe it or not, I actually had a patrol in Braddock. Uh, back in the 1980s, before it totally, totally imploded. And it imploded when Fetterman was elected the mayor of Braddock. Wow, he, he, that, that whole myth is being imploded. So you got to be watching tonight at 8 o'clock, because I have a feeling that when people really see how impaired Fetterman is, Oz will definitely surge ahead. And again... It's very important that Oz have a uh, bedside manner tonight. Can't hammer him too hard. Remember, most of the voters are 55-plus. They know people within their families, co-workers, friends throughout Pennsylvania, who have been impaired because of strokes, heart attacks, dementia, Alzheimer's. And so it resonates, especially with a lot of blue-collar working-class Democrats that are the bulk of the workers when you go from central Pennsylvania to western Pennsylvania. It's almost like you're dealing with two different states. You might as well bifurcate the state. So I, I would suggest that Dr. Oz bring his best bedside manners, show sympathy, show empathy, don't hammer him, because what will obviously be within an hour's worth of time, you're going you're gonna to see mental setbacks. You're going to see the slip of the lips that are common with people who are trying to recover from damaging strokes. 
Well, that has to do with that. And then naturally, the other spokesperson on the uh, campaign trail to try to save her speakership, although she's crashing and burning, is Nancy Pelosi. Again, trying to uh, avoid for all the Democratic candidates and doing a lousy job of it, uh, ignoring the fact that inflation is, without a doubt, from coast to coast, north to south, the number one, uh, the number one problem that voters have in this campaign cycle. And the fact is, is that uh, when I hear people talk about inflation, as I heard him there, we have to change that subject. Inflation is a global phenomenon. The EU, the European Union, the UK, the British have higher inflation rate than we do here. It's not the fight is not about inflation. It's about the cost of living. You know something, Lou, if I were a Democratic uh, advisor, I would suggest put Joe Biden back in the basement between now and November 8th. Just put him in the basement. If you notice, whenever Joe Biden is not in the news, whenever he's not seen or heard from, the Democrats do better. So my advice to them between now and November 8th is hide the president in the basement. Likewise, for Nancy Pelosi, she does them such an incredible disservice. Hide her in the basement. Now, a guy who is sort of hiding, he's not out there on the stump, he's not campaigning for Democrat senators uh, throughout America. He's actually uh, was very active in trying to support uh, Senate candidates supported by Trump against middle-of-the-road Republicans. We're talking about the schmuck, the putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer. He finally has a campaign ad because he is not given... Fair treatment to his opponent, Joe Pinion, the Republican, the conservative. you got to get out there and vote for Joe Pinion. Great candidate, African-American from Yonkers. He knows his stuff. Uh, I, I recognize that early on in the process. But this is the newest campaign ad for Chuck Schumer, who it almost seems has gone into hiding. Now, now listen, he, he, tries, he tries his Yiddish, Lou. He tries his Yiddish. Let's start with an easy one. Schmoes. Uh, can I hear that again? Let's start with an easy one. Did he say schmo? Let's start with an easy one. Schmoes. Oy vey, it's mir. Imagine, he's going to start doing a campaign ad in Yiddish, which I think to many Jews is going to bring a lot of dismay. I mean, here's a guy, I follow Chuck Schumer, as you know, I tagged him with the name Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, which he literally pops his top whenever he hears it. But this guy, come on, Lou, he's a klutz. You know, he's a clumsy person. Whenever he's in front of a group of African-American uh, young adults, he's always talking about what a great basketball player he was. We really think that Chuck Schumer, when he went to Madison High School, was a stellar basketball player. Not. He's a putz. Don't make that a schmuck. Meaning a jerk. And he's always scratching. He's always complaining. He's always whining. And he's a shanda to the Jewish community. Embarrassment because he claims that he's the Zionist, you know, uh, Israel. In the meantime, he never coalesced votes in the Senate against the rapprochement that the Obama administration had with the Ayatollahs in Tehran. Then how does he finish that, Ed? Uh, Lou, how does he finish it? I'm Chuck Schumer, and I approve this message because fighting for New York is no shtick for me. Oh, God. The shtick he's guilty of, Lou, for 30 years. 
whenever Chuck Schumer, when he was congressman, before that assemblyman. By the way, he should have been indicted by Elizabeth Holzman for political corruption when he was the youngest person ever elected to the state assembly in Brooklyn. But Elizabeth Holzman, who was the DA of Kings County, kicked it up to uh, Governor Cuomo, Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I, who then handled it to his criminal justice coordinator, a guy named Palumbo, and the allegation of political corruption disappeared. That's why, if you notice, uh, Chuck E. G. Schumer was always so cordial to the Cuomos because he owed his political career to them. They made that charge of political corruption go away. He should have been indicted before a grand jury by Elizabeth Holtzman, but she punted on that. And then he was a congressman and then obviously a senator, and he's uh, constantly invited, I don't know why, to graduations. Lou, he has been invited to graduations at elementary schools, junior high schools, high schools, colleges, universities. He has even attended graduations, Lou, when he hasn't even been invited. And then he tells whoever is the host of that graduation, look, I am your keynote speaker. You know who I am. Oh, yeah, 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 Chuck. And the shtick is he gives the same speech. At every graduation for the last 30 years, anybody in the audience who has heard him before, let's say five years before, ten years before, can lip sync the words of the schmuck, the putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, who just bogarts his way in like he owns the joint and declares himself to be the keynote speaker, even when he hasn't been designated the keynote speaker at a graduation. He's not other than giving a debate, one debate to Joe Pinion, making himself available. If you notice, he has been hiding in his basement along Prospect Park West in his brownstone. So get out there, rally up the troops. You got to vote for Joe Pinion. Out with the old, in with the new. That is my battle cry this election cycle. Vote for Joe Pinion for U.S. Senator on November 8th. New York's talk station with the king of New York, Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. They're saying that Eric goes out to restaurant. I pay every bill, not the city. I pay every bill. If you want to get through these next three years and three months, don't try to script me. Mayor Adams is a bad guy. Breaking news. Duh. Oh, yeah. This uh, is expected potentially to earn a Grammy nomination. It's been picked up by Sean Puff Daddy Combs' Bad Boy Records. It is uh, created by our own Chris Libertini, our imaging guy here, and it is called Bad Guy. And, boy, he is uh, definitely perceived of as a bad guy. Now, people don't realize this. He has a 29% approval rating by voters. There's nobody anywhere in the country who has a 29% approval rating. Biden has a better approval rating. Pelosi has a better approval rating. He's at 29%. 
If I can, Lou, I would just like to read to you uh, a uh, written written letter to the voice of the people in today's uh, New York Daily News. The title, What Will It Take to Make You uh, Feel Safe in the Subway? So a guy named George Nader writes, I wonder if he's related to Ralph Nader, you know, Lebanese uh, abstraction. I, I, I don't know, but sounds like it. He's from Brooklyn. He writes, I took the subway recently to see a Broadway play. My first time on the subway in the evening since the pandemic started. On the way into Manhattan, I saw a couple of homeless people sleeping on station floors. Then saw some guys so spaced out on drugs that they could barely stand up. That wasn't too bad. But on the trip back to Brooklyn, things got a little more intense. Entering the subway station, I saw a young couple jumping the turnstile. They were under the influence and laughing. I told them they should pay their fare. An argument ensued, and the young guy threatened to hit me. Look, I'm 79 years old. Then on the train, a woman dragging a suitcase repeatedly walked back and forth through the car, talking to an imaginary person. A young person dressed to the nines in a very skimpy outfit got on, stood directly in front of my spouse and me as we were seated, and proceeded to stomp her foot the way a horse would, glaring at everyone as if daring someone to say something. Thankfully, no one took the bait. Finally, we got to our home station in Brooklyn. We saw three fair-beating young women walk in through the exit gate while two cops watched and did nothing. We passed another homeless man sleeping on the floor and a couple more people spaced out at the top of the stairs. All in all, an interesting evening, Mayor Eric Adams. I thought you were going to make the subway safe again. You might try eating in a little more so you can pay more attention to what's going on. Well, this is what the mayor has had to say to him and to everybody else about what he personally experienced. We have a safe subway system. Transit police officers, they have done their job. What we must do is remove the perception of fear. Cases like this aggravates the perception of fear. Uh, When you see homeless individuals with mental health issues not being attended to and given the proper services that add to the perception of fear, And so what our battle is in the subway system is fighting the perception of fear. Ah, the perception of fear. Don't you get it, uh, George Nader and the rest of you? You're just, you're not doing the analytics. And so Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, has decided to double down on that. Because with 13 days left to go, he's out and about campaigning with Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb who yesterday also doubled down on that same attitude. She had a long-winding press conference about this uh, new plan that they refer to as uh, more cops and cameras, as if somehow this is going to deter crime. Probably it will only exist up until November 8th, and then it will completely collapse. But listen to what Kathy uh, Crime Wave Holcomb had to say yesterday at this uh, MTA, money-taking agency, Press conference. And what I can do is my New York Transit, you know, MTA Transit Police, I can bring them in and have them be fortifying our main transit hubs, you know, Jamaica Station. They can be at 
Penn Station. They can be at Grand Central. They can show up there, and what that does is it frees up the police to literally go on the trains or on the platform. So it's all it is is a cooperative effort to respond to, you know, the high-profile instances which have created a sense of fear in people's minds and that we're going to be out there. I think that's going to make people feel a lot better when they see that. That's, that's only the genesis. A sense of fear. Lou, you are guilty of having a perception of crime, according to Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan. And according to uh, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, you have a sense of fear about the subways. These people are not dealing with reality. Um, The poll came out today that indicated now, for the first time, the number one issue for all New Yorkers, regardless of whether they're Republicans, independents, or Democrats is crime. Number one is crime. Number two is inflation. Uh, that's from Buffalo to Brooklyn, which obviously plays to people suddenly deciding, I'm not going to vote according to party line. If they're moderate Democrats, they're independents, which suggests they're going to break for Congressman Lee Selden. Here's some other, <laughs> some other panic uh, decisions being made by the money-taking agency, the <laughs> a group that is trying to move uh, pieces around on a chessboard. Well, Kathy Crimewave Holcomb said that she was going to move MTA police off of the Long Island Railroad and have them at those transit junction points to help uh, the ever-smaller number of uh, transit cops who are visible The Nassau County representative on the MTA board yesterday, right after her press conference, said, hey, your plan to divert police officers from the LIRR so that they can help protect New York City subway system makes us vulnerable since crime is up on the LIRR system. And so the MTA chairman of the money-taking agency said, look, we need to be able to use photo recognition technology to prevent those who have been convicted of sex crimes or assaults of transit employees from entering the system. Now, again, you say, how is that going to work if you don't have any police officers assigned to the turnstiles to prevent fare evasion? Uh, again, it's just throwing stuff up on the wall. Speaking of throwing stuff up on the wall, when is the last time, uh, Lou, that you ever used a bathroom, the Bukaus, in a subway station? You know, before the lockdown and pandemic, there were 69 subway stations with public lavatories, public restrooms, a total of 133 restrooms, and they were all padlocked. The moment uh, the lockdown and pandemic came and you saw all of the emotionally disturbed and the homeless people living in the system having to eliminate on the platforms, in the trains, it was uh, such a mess because they immediately... I closed all the restrooms, never mind for average people who are having all kinds of problems needing a place to go. Well, now they've decided to open up eight of the 133 restrooms. Wow, Lou, isn't that great? Except the MTA maintenance men and women won't go into the bathrooms. You know why? Because they say it's too unsafe. There are predators. There are pervs in there. So they basically have told the MTA chairman, the money-taking agency chairman, we're not going to clean the eight uh, bathrooms that you want to uh, open up uh, in the uh, subway system now 
unless you have a cop outside while we go inside and clean up. Meantime, getting a cop, NYPD officers are quitting in record numbers, no matter how much overtime or triple time they get. And then, of course, we have the case that has dominated the news cycle of so many uh, subway track shovers. This is the guy in Brooklyn, Lamal McRae, who had had 20 prior arrests, including for attempted murder, assault, reckless endangerment. Here it is. He was out and about. His own family had indicated he was a menace to himself and society. They had actually posted in their hallway prior to him pushing that guy, the 32-year-old waiter, into the tracks at Myrtle and Wyckoff on Friday afternoon uh, as he was on his way to work uh, on the L train platform. If you see a tall, brown-skinned guy sleeping in the hallway, please call the police. He is trespassing. He doesn't belong in the building. He is a danger. This is the family posting that in their own hallway prior to him being seen on video. And how did the cops catch him? They used photo recognition technology. Bravo. Bravo. Because under Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope who single-handedly destroyed the city that we love. He took a Miley Cyrus wrecking ball to it. He he told the NYPD under his lapdog, Dermot Shea, the last police commissioner, so inept as he was, you are never again to use photo recognition technology. I mean, this will guarantee that 99.9% of the time you're snatching up the right person who committed the crime. Prior to that, uh, you were depending on victim or witness identification, which is meant to him as a poco poco. You know, pick the guy out of a lineup, look at the photographs, victims who didn't quite get a good look at him, picking out the wrong photograph, the wrong guy getting arrested. Photo recognition technology eliminates that possibility 99.9% of the time. Meantime, you know what's happening tonight. All eyes will be on the New York One debate. Uh, which is hosted by Errol Lewis, no friend of Sid Rosenberg. As you know, they're like two scorpions in a brandy glass. They just go back and forth texting. I mean, they're like at each other's throats. And uh, it'll give an opportunity to Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb to put the brakes on at Pace University. And Congressman Lee Zeldin, uh, obviously, at the last minute, agreed uh, that he would break the moratorium on debates. If there wasn't five, he wasn't going to do one. And I'm telling you why he decided to do that. I believe his pollster, McLaughlin, in surveying New York City, especially the four boroughs, Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, and Manhattan, that he has to do better in as a Republican. He's got to win at least more than 30% of the vote citywide against Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. He's got to do better than I did against uh, Eric Adams because I, I reached it about 30%. And that's going to require converting more moderate Democrats and more independents. I think, personally, it's a mistake. I think he was cresting and moving so fast up the polls because crime is now the number one issue, not just in the five boroughs, but throughout the state of New York, that he didn't need to debate her. If anything, it gives her an opportunity to regroup and to act like a victim, you got to understand, I watched Congressman Zeldin in the three debates he had against Wilson, Astorino, and the candidate at that time that I was supporting, Andrew Giuliani. All of you remember, he did not do well 
Uh, he had anger management issues. He lost control. He would holler. His eyes would bulge out of his head. Uh, he can't do that against Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. Nope. And they're going to be prepared for that. They're hoping that he does a Rick Lazio, what Rick Lazio did when he was running, replacing Rudy Giuliani in that Senate campaign against Hillary Rodham Clinton, where he walked across the stage, gave us some papers. You have to handle this completely differently. I hope his handlers will be slipping uh, Congressman Lee Zeldin, who I support uh, 1,000% to become the next governor. But I'm telling you, I've watched him. It's like watching a fighter in the ring. A lot of times you can tell somebody, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. You know, throw jabs, don't throw a left hook, don't throw a right cross. And then the moment they get hit in the ring, what do they revert to? No more jabs, they throw a left hook, a right cross. They got to give him liquid Prozac, Lou. They got to calm him down because when he gets into that debate ring, he like, it's, it's almost like you're looking at a different Congressman Lee Zeldin. And to all you prognosticators who know nothing about nothing, as you do the analysis of what each candidate has to win. We know New York City is important. But what nobody is talking about, because we never consider anything north of the Mid-Hudson Valley important. You know, there is a rest of New York State. And I believe that Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb will win Albany County. But I believe she will win Erie County. And a lot of people say, what are you talking about? There's a red wave in Erie County. No, no, no. you got to understand, she's the hometown sugar mama. She's brought the bacon to so many places in Erie County, not just Buffalo with the $1 billion to build the new Buffalo Bills Stadium. But she sprinkled tchotchkes all throughout Cheetawanda, Tonawanda, Lockport, Amherst. She's the sugar mama for Erie County. She remains governor. She's going to continue to give tchotchkes to each of the towns and the villages and the city of Buffalo. Look, wasn't that why Cuomo... Had the gave a billion dollars, the Buffalo billion, which was a disaster. It was simply so he could win Erie County. And remember, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, to those who grew up with her in Erie County, they remember her as the Erie County clerk who would not issue driver's licenses to illegal aliens. They remember her as Annie Oakley. She was so pro carry a concealed pistol permit woman in Congress the two years that she served that she was even more of an Annie Oakley than then Congressman Gillibrand, who represented that area outside of Albany. Now, they both converted, right, to uh, uh, <laughs> gun control advocates. But there are a lot of people who remember Kathy Hochul. Remember, she is the hometown candidate. People in Erie County don't like people downstate. They always think that they get more attention than they do, and they're right. And she's been a sugar mama. She's brought the bacon home to Erie County. Keep that in mind when you start to do your calculation. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. For all my South Side n- that know me best, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why? I made that be famous. I made that be famous. For all the girls that get from Kanye West. Oh, yeah, there's Kanye, Lou. Talking about having sex with Taylor Swift. Remember when he bogarted her and that, was that, that Grammy Awards, right? He was half in the bag. He said, yo, yo, what's up with this? Beyonce, man, she should have won, remember? So he plummeted. But notice, he's been on a seesaw. 
ever since he really hit the American landscape, not so much as uh, a guy doing bubblegum rap. Never was a hardcore rapper. Came out of Southside Chicago, but it was a Mama Luke, a mama's boy. We're not talking gangbanger here. No way. A mama's boy, a Mama Luke. But remember in the aftermath of Katrina, remember when he was giving interviews uh, about George W. Bush? George Bush doesn't care about black people. Yeah, George W. Bush does not care about black people, right? And he just went on and on. And all of a sudden, people who hated Bush love Kanye West. They didn't even follow his music. They didn't even know he was a screwball. They didn't even know that he was bipolar and that he had serious mental conditions. Because, you see, Lou, in the old neighborhood, Canarsis, New York, Browns, where I grew up, if a guy was poor and broken down and had uh, emotional issues, you know what we call them? We said it was a nut job, a screwball, crazy, right? But if he was successful, we said he was eccentric, not crazy eccentric same way as if he was a cheapskate growing up if he all of a sudden did well you said oh he's frugal that's why he's done so well financially you know he's counted every nickel diamond penny he's had even though he was still a cheapskate so here was kanye he was up and down up and down you know all of a sudden uh he embraced uh baby got back him kardashian uh, one of the biggest influencers of that generation he was back at it. Then he wears the MAGA hat, and he drapes himself in a Confederate flag, the stars and bars, the flag of treason, and he crashes again. Pretty much uh, the life and times of Kanye West, it's like the old uh, ABC wide world of sports. You know, Lou, the thrill of victory, how many times he's had victory, like he's a billionaire many times over, and the agony of defeat. Boy, has he had defeat. So then all of a sudden, in this recent tirade of his against Jews, you know, they're all uh, they're all up against them. It's the Jewish conspiracy. They're spewing that black Hebrew Israelite nonsense that you hear those guys on the corner at 42nd Street or Penn Station scream out, white devils, hey, you, you think you're a Jew with that yarmulke? You Ashkenazi, you Sephardic, you're not a real Jew. We're the real Jews, the black Hebrew Israelites. He's spewing all that nonsense. And then the really big account he had was with Adidas. He figured, hey, man, Adidas, you can't get rid of me. In fact, listen to him, listen to him. The thing about it being Adidas is like, I could literally say anti-Semitic and they can't drop me. I could say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't drop me. Now what? They dropped you. (laughs) Now, Adidas was the last in line to drop him because they had played footsies with the Nazis when Hitler was in charge. You know, just like Bayer Aspirin, uh, the Beamers, the Benzes. We can go right on down the line. But almost everybody has dropped him. Look, he took on that lawyer for Johnny Depp, Camille Vasquez. She dropped him. Creative artist agencies, they dropped him. Everybody all of a sudden is running away from Kanye West. You saw Instagram, Zuckerberg, who had been his karaoke partner, say, that's it for you on Instagram. And then moments later, Elon Musk said, hey, welcome back to Twitter after being years away. Well, guess what? As soon as he continued the... uh, Rants against Jews. Sorry, see you later, alligator. He was off of Twitter. 
And you say to yourself, okay, what about all of his playlists on Spotify and Apple Records? They're going now to ban that. Meantime, you can still hear Michael Jackson. You can still hear R. Kelly, the pedophiles on a pedestal. You can still hear songs by Phil Spector, right, the murderer. But they're moving to remove Kanye West's tunes from Spotify and Apple, claiming that it's just like Instagram, just like Twitter, that they have the option to do that. Well, you know, we're still in America. It's the land of free speech. This guy is going to crash and burn. This screwball, he's going to lose almost everything. And Kanye West is uh, called into the belly of his beast because he has serious mental health issues that have never really been addressed. So now the next step is you're going to ban him for life? Mm, I don't think so.